What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Seafloor Thoughts, episode three. Um, I can already tell that this is going to be a long episode, so without further ado, let's get started. have completed finals let's go um i'm so relieved um the first semester is done for me i am seven eighths done with high school which blows my mind that that does not seem right um but anyway uh we've had finals uh, from two on Wednesday, Thursday, which is when I'm recording today, and then Friday. But I don't have to go to school tomorrow because my fifth period because it's um it's split up. So on Wednesday, we just have first and second period and they're longer, and then three four on today, and then tomorrow, which is Friday, is five and six. Um, and my fifth period is just an independent study. And in my sixth period, we're just watching like this documentary, and the teacher said that it's optional to attend. If you uh, show up, then it's extra credit, and I have a decent score in that class, so I don't think I need to show up, which is really nice. So I'll probably just sleep in tomorrow. But yeah, um, finals have been really easy, easy-ish. Uh, I studied, my first period is... English, and that was one that I was worried about, because we're reading this book, and you were allowed, like, one page of notes, and you could just cram as much as you wanted on there, so, um, the day before, me, uh, Cole, and Satchel, uh, that we all, uh, we got together, and we were, um, oh, this is Cole C, by the way, uh, if, whenever I... If you're um, unfamiliar with these people, just treat them as, like, characters in a book or something. Like, because, like, uh, they're going to sh- they're gonna show up every now and then. And, I mean, it's always exciting to see them. And they might even appear um, on the podcast, which would be, like, the ultimate, like, crossover, <laughs> kind of. So, um, me, Colsey, and Satchel, uh, we all uh, hung out uh, the day before. Uh, to study, but I'll probably talk about um, that whole story later because I have a lot to talk about. Like, I cannot believe that it's been a week since I last recorded because it feels like so much has happened. <laughs> and I think um, the best way to go about this is um, just to go in timeline order. So, because I last recorded last Wednesday and today is Thursday night. So, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, like, you're pretty close to, um, like, what, like, what's happened when I'm actually talking about this. Um, 
So, on Thursday, last Thursday, I watched Puss in Boots, the first one, to prepare for The Last Wish because I was hoping to um, to watch it uh, sometime uh, in this week. And I'll talk more about what I thought about that um, later. And then, I don't think anything happened on Thursday. And then, anything else. And then on Friday, um, in uh, history, we were... Um, yeah, let me let me check my notes. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. So after I watched Puss in Boots, uh, I beat Jedi Fallen Order, which by the way is a phenomenal game. It's one of the best things that has that has come out of Star Wars canon. Like it's really really good, and it adds a lot to the lore, and the story is just really good. And I recommend everybody who likes Star Wars to watch it, to play it, because it's really, really fun. And I really like the game, the game mechanics. They're really sim. <coughs> oh yeah, I've still been coughing. The, 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 from the last episode of this one, I got sick again, which is so dumb. <coughs> like, it like it's just the cough is just persistent. Like that's literally it. Um. But, uh, yeah, so I might be, uh, coughing in this episode, but I'll really, really try not to, because, <coughs> because I'm not sick. Like, I am sick, I'm still coughing, but, like, I'm not sick anymore. I'm not contagious. I'm fine. So, um, Jedi Fallen Order. It's really, really fun. The worlds are really put together, like, um, like, everywhere you can go, it's, like, it's so creative, and you always feel like you can discover something new. Uh, and the characters are really fun. BD1 is better than BB8. Changed my mind. Well, don't, because you can't. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just amazing. Um, and, like, just all the places you can go. The final, like, the final stretch that you can do is extremely cinematic. And I cannot believe that Obi-Wan Kenobi ripped it off. Like, it cannot, it cannot do anything right. And, um, yeah, it's just a really fun game, and I cannot wait to get 100 on it. Because I've just beaten the story, and I need, now I need to go back and find all that extra stuff. So, uh, I'm gonna do that, but I beat that Thursday night. Um, okay, and then on Friday... <coughs> oh, um, on Friday, uh, in... In history, we're supposed to um, be finishing up, like, th there's this packet that has, like, some... I'm bleeding. Oh, that's fun. Um, that has, like, some uh, primary sources that we're supposed to read and then answer questions about it. And it was, it, it was due by, like, the end of class. And I had barely started on it. And then people... And I was working on it. And then people start mentioning, like... I, I just hear, like, buzzwords, like, Star Wars, I hear Marvel, and my head, like, pops up like a meerkat, and I'm like, Star Wars? Marvel? And then after that, I just get into, like, a 20-minute talk about Star Wars and Marvel, and I write my Star Wars movie and show rankings on the board, and I am just, I am completely distracted at this point. And it got so out of hand that, um, that, uh, Mr. Friedland, who is our history teacher, he was like, 
So um, it seems that the class has just um, turned into chaos, and so um, I'm, I'm deciding that uh, you can turn this in Monday, first thing, and you won't miss any points, which just... <laughs> Mr. Friedland is a massive W. He's just like a sweet old man, and he just, he just goes with the flow, and I love it. I love him. He's amazing. He's amazing. Massive W from Mr. Friedland. Uh, and then, ooh, and then uh, after that, when I went home, uh, I downloaded Letterboxd. This app is amazing. Like, um, Colsey, uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, Colsey, uh, he was, he mentioned it to me a really, really long time ago. He's like, hey, you should get this app. And it sounded really cool to me, but I just downloaded it on Friday and it's, it's really incredible. If you love movies, you need to get letterboxed. Um, you can uh, mark it just massive like database of movies. You can mark all of the movies that you watched and all the movies that you want to watch on your watch list. You can write reviews. You can comment on other people's reviews. You can look. You can make rankings and lists, and you can look up other people's lists. You can browse by actor. You can browse by director and find more movies to watch. And it's just a really amazing app. I, uh, on my notes app, I had uh, a list of movies I've seen and movies I want to see. And so for like three hours, I just, uh, like took all of those and added them all to whatever category. Um, and yeah, it's real, it's really, really cool. Uh, it doesn't have TV shows, which I'm a little disappointed about, but I mean, for what it is, I still think it's really good and I highly recommend it to pretty much anybody but especially if you love movies <coughs> I'm not sick like I'm telling you guys I'm not sick okay and then that night uh I forgot to mention um the by the time the day the last episode came out it was my brother's birthday my little brother's birthday and so that uh that night, Friday night, uh, we all went to dinner and at Ferelli's, which is a pizza place at Point Reston, which is near Point Defiance, which for those people who don't live in Washington and live in, I don't know, Germany. By the way, um, our Germany percentage used to be at 25, and now it's at 3. So, um, yeah, it was too good to last. Sadly, but if you're, if you're that, the 3%, send in, send in something. Okay. And then, uh, uh, um, point defiance is just, it's just a, like on the coast of Washington basically. And so we went to dinner there and before I talk about this, I need to preface it with a story. So for my birthday last year, me, Colsey, Colsey, uh, Dylan, and Owen, they are brothers, <laughs> uh, we all went to Ferelli's after watching the Batman, oh my gosh, guys, the Batman is so good, anyway, uh, we watched it, we watched that, and then we went to Ferelli's, and our waiter, it was, 
<laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Our waiter was named Kamal. And he was a legend. He was um he was on top of any on top of everything. Like we uh he was really efficient and he was just he was just a chill dude. And then oh we asked if he could bring us some dough. And so he did. He brought us like three little balls of dough that we could play with. And then we collectively had the brilliant idea of uh, sandwiching all of the our dough into like one and spreading it flat and then adding some sauce and um, like some dressing on it. And the next time he uh, came around, uh, we just were like, hey, uh, like, can you cook this? Like, can you cook this? like, tiny pizza that we've created, and, like, lo and behold, like, he actually did it. It was incredible. It was, like, it was a top 10 moment of my year slash life, um, and he, like, he even, <coughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, anyway, like, my man Kamal, he took our little dough handmade pizza and he put it in the actual oven with the other pizzas and put like extra cheese and everything and cut it for us. And it looked, and when he brought it out, like it looked like a miniature pizza. It looked so good and we all had it and it was amazing. So like Kamal has held a special place in our hearts. And so um, he's cool. But anyway, we, uh, <coughs> uh, we um, fast forward to the present um, we all, um, my family, uh, is meeting our grandparents at Ferelli's, and we all, um, sit down, we're getting ready, and who walks up as our waiter to our table but Kamal, the absolute legend, still working at Ferelli's, and, like, like, uh, when I, like, when I was, I was, like, looking at my phone, and I looked up, and I saw his name tag, and, like, my heart kind of skipped a beat. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's Kamal. He's, like, here. Because, um, I, uh, I went to Ferelli's for homecoming with a big group, and we had a different waiter, and I'm like, does Kamal still work here? And she's like, yeah, I think so. And I asked her if, um, she would mention, and then I listed off all of our names, and, um, out the situation, and I was like, could you, uh, mention it to him, and, uh, like, see if, <coughs> like, just to let him know that we were here, and she was like, sure, I don't know if she ever did it, but, um, so I didn't know if he was still working there, for sure, but, like, he was here, he was literally our waiter, it was, it was just the, the raddest thing, and so, um, he left, but then when he came back, I'm like, I gotta say something, like, I gotta, and so I was like, uh, so, um, do you remember, like, last year when you cooked me and my friends, like, the little pizza, and he was like, oh, he was like, that was you, like, I, re I remember that, like, I, I remember I, I've only, I had only ever done that once, and I was like, yep, that was with us, and we had, like, a great little conversation, and it was so nice. And, like, my man Kamal, the entire night, he was so efficient. Like, he was blazing. He puts the flash to shame. Like, he, he was just, like, he was the best waiter, easily, out of any of them. If you go to Ferelli's, ask for a Kamal. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know if you can do that. But if you can, you should definitely do it, because Kamal is the GOAT.
absolute legend. Kamal, if you're listening to this, you're the best. Never stop being epic. Um, so that was really cool because at the, like at that at the same moment when we got for Froy's, I'm like, man, I'm not gonna have anything to like. I was trying to think about things I could talk about on the podcast, and like I didn't really have a good story. And then lo and behold, Kamal just like wraps one for me and like just gives it to me basically. It was the exact moment. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. So, yep. That's Kamal. That was really fun. And then uh, this is just a, a funny note that happened that night. Um, <coughs> I was out of screen time on my phone as per usual, and so and I hadn't the burial hadn't gone off yet. So I had one more minute. <laughs> Uh, but I had to use it sparingly, and I didn't know when the be real was going off. And I was just chilling on, um, uh, I was just chilling at the table at Ferelli's and looking out the window. And then I see a guy, um, on his phone. He like it looks like he um. He takes a picture of what's in front of him, and then like lifts it up in the sky, and sh- like sh- um is like looking at the camera. And I'm like, oh shoot, the be real's gone off. <laughs> like, and so I pull out my phone and do the one minute, and uh, yep, the be real went off. And I just, that's so funny how like everybody is connected like that. Like, <laughs> that, that, like, and the fact that I saw that at that exact time was like just insane. So, Ferelli's was fun. Uh, and then that night, um, I was making plans with Satchel to see The Last Wish, (coughs) and, um, we were planning to meet at the theater at Rustin, because I was literally right there, so, uh, he was gonna come at whatever time, like, whenever I was done, and so, um, I, after we were done at dinner, I walked to, uh, the theater and purchased our tickets, and um, and then I went home, uh, did some things, and then uh, I came back at whatever time, and uh, and then Satchel met me there, and we saw it, and it was ugh. I cannot ugh. I cannot wait to talk about this movie, Puss in Boots: The Last Witch, which that that that's a sequel, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish is amazing it is so good it is easily the best animated movie of 2022 get freaking lightyear out of here like lightyear has nothing on the last wish it's like it's so good and i keep finding hidden details that people are telling me uh and i I, i'm gonna explain them all uh at the end ish but uh uh, if you're listening, if you have not seen The Last Wish yet, go see it. Like, you can watch it as a standalone movie. You don't have to see any of the Shreks or the first Puss in Boots. But, like, I mean, those would definitely, like, make you appreciate it more. But, like, it's so good. Like, the <coughs> the villain is easily the best part of the movie. He's just so intimidating and he's so scary. And uh, it's so good. It is so good, guys. Go see it. Go see it in the theaters. Give it money because I want it to succeed. 
so that DreamWorks will be like, oh, people like good movies, so we won't make another Trolls, and we won't make another freaking Boss Baby. <sighs> I'm still bleeding. Anyway, um, so that was, that was Friday. That was everything I did Friday. I'm trying to think if, what else I did. Isn't it fun when you, um, just find a new noise that your mouth can make? Just like, like that was my mouth. That's insane. A little clicking, like. You might hear me do that because sometimes I do that unconsciously when I'm thinking. <laughs> like, like the fact that, like, that's pretty cool. If you like, if you recorded that and then like, um, raise the volume and then slowed it down, that would be like a good, like alien sound for something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, over the past few days, I've been watching The Simpsons. I have embarked on my Simpsons journey. Uh, <coughs> as of right now, I've seen the first... Uh, I think I've seen the first, like, nine or ten. And I like it. It is good. But I cannot wait until we get to, like, peak, which is, like, seasons four through... Like eight, supposedly. Um, I still haven't decided if I'm gonna stop at ten or not. I'm gonna watch it until season ten, but like it's pretty well known that um, like The Simpsons falls off hard like around the ninth season, just because of like what like something with the showrunner or whatever. <coughs> but we'll see. It, I think it'll really depend if I'm still enjoying it. Like, if I start getting just really mediocre and bland and unfunny, I'll probably stop. But I've been enjoying it so far. Um, I think it does not, like, the those, those early episodes, like, do not deserve, like, what, pe how people look at The Simpsons now. Like, you gotta look at something in its prime. Yeah. Um, ooh, yesterday... I, um, <coughs> uh, I watched a lot of YouTube yesterday, and a part of that was a three-hour um, documentary slash analysis on the Clone Wars, and it's one of the, some of the best YouTube videos I've ever seen. They're very, they're super in-depth, and, um, they're, uh, very, uh, descriptive and they talk about like and he talks about like the whole history of the clone wars and like the brilliance of it like how like how its themes is are connected throughout the whole thing and it's so cool and uh i'm just gonna say this right here if you have not seen star wars the clone wars go watch it what are you doing with your life if you have not seen the clone wars it is some of the best it's one of the best animated shows of all time. It not only is really good, but it makes the prequels, which are often trashed upon, really good. It turns Revenge of the Sith into a masterpiece. <coughs> Just, a lot of its arcs are so good. Ahsoka is an amazing character. It turns all of the bad parts of the prequels 
and just make them amazing well, somehow, like through some Dave Filoni magic. And like, if you want to understand like what's been like who the heck Ahsoka is, and like uh, like what this whole Mandalore thing is about in the Mandalorian in the un- upcoming season, season you. Oh, you gotta watch the Clone Wars. It is, mm, I I have never been more passionate about a show than the Clone Wars. It is, it's the best show I've ever seen. And I know I have not seen much shows, but it's so good. Like, don't base it just simply upon season one because with most season ones, I've seen this in The Simpsons. Um, it's still it was still trying to figure out like what it was and like the tone it wants to set and like the animation is a little bit rough. But, oh my, once you get to, like, the fourth season, it turns into just cinema. It's so good. Oh my gosh. If if you know me personally and are interested in watching The Clone Wars, I will hook you up. Because it's an anthology series, you don't need to watch every episode because it's, like, stories here and there. So there's episodes you don't need to watch. I can help you with that. If any of you guys are interested in me, like, um, talking about here, like, a guide... For the Clone Wars, like, episode by episode, like, which episodes you should watch, which episodes, like, you don't really need to, I will do that for you. Just reach out to me and tell me if you want to see that. Because I will talk about the Clone Wars for hours. It is so, it is just, it's so good, guys. It is so, it is, it, I, I just, I can't put it in words. It's just, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good, guys. You gotta go watch it. But, I mean, besides, like, The Simpsons here and there, I haven't watched a ton of stuff. Because, like, my sister has been sick, like, this entire week. And, like, with something, like, some sort of flu. So she's been hogging up the, uh, um the um downstairs area which is what i use to um for like dvds so um all these discs that i've gotten at the library which are castaway tenet and my neighbor totoro um i haven't been able to um to watch them because my sister's been in there but she seems better so hopefully um i can get back to watching stuff because i want to leave reviews on letterboxd because it's fun oh Another thing I um, forgot to mention about Friday night <coughs> was that um, on uh, driving home from the movie theater, my mom texted me and was like, hey, it's like, it's really foggy, so um, like drive safe. And I'm like, okay. And when I was driving back, I'm like, it's not, it's not foggy at all. Like, this is fine. But... Um, uh, like when I, I was on, uh, uh, Pearl Street, which is like the main street, like that goes directly to my house from Reston. And there was just a point when it was like hitting a brick wall and like, I was just engulfed in like, in just haze and clouds. Like I couldn't, I could barely see the car before me. It was like in front of me. It was like, it was kind of scary. Like one of my favorite things in the world to do is uh if i'm not sleepy is to drive my car 
like really early in the morning when like everybody is like still asleep and there's just very few cars out. It's it's like <coughs> it's a magical feeling because like you just feel like so alone and so secluded. But like and um, if you're if you do it at the perfect time, then you can see the sunrise as you're driving. Oh, like that's so it's it's so nice. It's like there's like a sort of like it it just it feels very special. And like I also really love driving at night. I think it's because of the Batman. It's just kind of like really got me into driving at night. Like in the rain. Or the rain is it's great. It like the rain reflects off the lights and it's really pretty. What the heck is that? Do you guys hear that? I'm in my garage right now. Maybe it's like a mouse. It's like a it's like that chirping sound. I'm Oh. Oh. It's gone. That's probably nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> Anyway, <coughs> um, I, yeah, I just, I really love driving at night. It's so nice, but, like, when the fog was included, I would thought, I would think that, um, like, it would be, like, really, like, I don't know, like, really, like, dreamy, and, like, it would be just an absolute, like, vibe, but it was not. Like, I'm sure if you, like, were, like, filming somebody driving, um, like, uh, if you were making a movie and someone was driving in fog, like, that would, that would look, like, really blissful and nice. But when you're behind the wheel, it's a completely different story. Like, I was kind of scared, because I could not see anything, even with, like, my brights on. And, like, it was, it was just weird, because I had never really driven in fog before. And, but I made it home safely, so we're all good. Um... Where, where did I, where did I, where did I get from this? Like, where did I just, where did I come from? Because I was talking about, oh, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. <coughs> um, another thing that I want to, uh, maybe talk about, um, oh, yeah, ju just for, um, just some updates about the podcast, thank you all for, for, um, giving me feedback, um, Again, if you want to send me a voice memo, the link will be in the description of every episode. Um, you can send a voice memo if you just want to say hi. If you want to, if you disagree with one of my opinions on movies or anything, which is very possible. Um, if there's something you recommend for me, you want me to watch something and then I can review it, I will do that because I'm always looking for new things to watch. Um, uh... If you just want to comment on something, if you have advice, I will answer your advice because I'm a genius, apparently. So I will help you. Um, yeah, any, literally anything. Just send me a voice memo or um, leave like a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which we are on, I confirmed. Um, yeah, just do it. Like it would be, it, it would be really fun and it would like, it would mean a lot to me. Um, you can also, uh, I discovered um, on Spotify you can like have a Q and A question, 
with every episode, like just saying like, what do you think of the episode or something that I make up? And you can comment on it, like re- just really quick stuff. And so I think I'm going to enable that for all of my episodes. So if you just want to say something uh, quick, then uh, you can do that. Uh, yeah, um, that would just be a really quick way to say something if you don't want to do a voice memo. And I mean, uh, yeah, 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 you guys get it. Um, also, uh, I said that I would, (coughs) I said that I would do, um, three, I've told myself that I'm going to do three episodes and then I'll have guests and this is the third episode. So starting with the next episode, I'll probably, um, just start having some of my friends or other people over on the podcast just for fun. (laughs) I know that Colsey's really, really, really been wanting to. And so, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I just think it would be really fun. Uh, and it would, uh, it would just be fun to listen to those back like five years from now, <laughs> but it would be awkward if like one of us had a falling out or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk about, uh, something else, but I can't put my finger on it. <coughs> Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, the the day before finals, before the English final. So basically, <coughs> um, we were um, for the final. It's about this book we're reading called The Scarlet Pimpernel. It was a pretty good book, but um, a lot of my friends didn't read it. I was like the one of the only. Uh, people in the class who actually read the book like it it, guys if you're listening it's a like it's a good book I would read it if if you like if you were intrigued then I would give it a read but I mean I don't know whatever you want to do anyway um we decided that we're gonna meet at the rec center which is on the park right across from my house we're gonna meet there at five and so uh we all did but uh and but we 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 were initially wanted to meet in like the I don't really know what to call it. It's like it's just a room with a bunch of um chairs and uh like couches and like a, there's one really long table with a lot of chairs and which is really good for studying so we wanted to use that one. But uh there was like a bunch of like old ladies like they were like uh they were having like a knitting, like gossip club. <coughs> oh my gosh! I'm not sick, guys. I'm not sick. Anyway, they were having like a like a um, like a knitting club thing. So we had to go in like the um, into like the youth room, which was for younger kids, which was fine. But um, a lot of the time there were uh, uh kids coming. And they were uh, they were coming in and they were playing Smash Bros on the TV that was in there, and like, it reminded me, it reminds me of my little brother when he's playing Fortnite. They were just like, there's a lot of screaming when they win, they gritty all over the place. It's like it. I am concerned for the next generation. There's just a lot of um, 
uh, not smart children. We'll 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 just put it at that. But like, I'm I'm sure people thought the same way about our generation with our phones or whatever. But like, the youngins below us, like, all they know is Amogus and Sussy and Fortnite dance, and it's frightening. <coughs> so. Uh, anyway, um, eventually the old, the ladies left, and we got to move in there, but then by that time, we had already wasted so much time that we barely got anything done, we got, like, halfway done, and so, um, it was gonna, the rec center was gonna close, because at that time it was, like, nine, so we all moved to, um, we all moved to Sten's house, who, um, is uh <coughs> um he's basically yeah yeah he's just he's just a friend who works for Colsey's dad basically he helps him out and he's hang out so hangs out with him all the time basically character in the story remember um so uh and I really like his house it's kind of like a um it it's it kind of has like a like a cabin vibe, like there's one, um, one wall is all shiplap, and like, uh, he has pictures of, like, bison on the wall, and like, I really like it, it's very cozy, and his dog is incredible, he's amazing, he's like, he's a, he's a fierce predator, but he has a heart of gold, (laughs) anyway, um, so, uh, we studied in there, and because Satchel and Cole didn't read it, read the book, I had to summarize the last, like, eight chapters for them, which was fine, but I don't really want to do that again. Uh, so, the English final was fine. Um, after English, second period, I had videography. We've been working on, like, these um, book trailers, and we were supposed to watch everybody's today, um, on Tuesday, but our teacher wasn't there, so we just watched YouTube for, like, an hour and a half. And it was amazing. And then I went home and did the exact same thing. It was awesome. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then, what el- what other finals did I do? No. Wait, that wasn't on Tuesday. That was yesterday. That was on Wednesday. My bad, guys. My bad. Um, and then today, I had a an apologetics final, which is just where we wrote about like, what unit impacted us or something. That was pretty easy. And then we'd had a nutrition test, and that was really easy. And then tomorrow, I don't have to go to school, so that's pretty cash money. Uh, but something else that I that I did do today was uh, I went to the doctor because I've been um, uh, there's been like uh, for the past year or so I've had a. Uh, just out of nowhere at random times like my heart will just like hurt for like a few seconds and like it's like a a sharp pain and it just hurts really bad and like I have to like hold my breath but then it goes away and so I was uh, it's been happening more often and I've been getting worried so I went to the doctor to check that out but as it turns out it's like just this uh, this like syndrome uh that typically happens with like teenagers usually when they're like resting which I am all the time so 
uh, I guess it's a normal thing, but um, we wanted to do, we decided, uh, the um, doctor was pretty confident, but we decided to just do, I don't know what it's called, it's like an EKG when they hook you up to the, with the wires and like the little stickers, whatever it's called, we decided to do that just in case, just while we were there, just to make sure it wasn't anything bad, uh, anything else. And so, uh, and so, uh, uh, where we, d- I, why, I, I thought that this was going to be my episode when I would stop saying, uh, but now you all are counting how many times I'm saying it. <laughs> Please don't tell me how many. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we decided to do that just, uh, while we were there just to make sure. And so, uh, so, um, the people who were doing it, there were two people, uh, they came in with like this big, um, like this massive uh, jumble of wires on like this little cart. And one of the people apparently didn't know how to do it because they were like learning. And that was like my first sign that like maybe this was like, maybe this was a mistake. And I, they told me I had to take my shirt off or I, if, if I didn't want to just not have my shirt on, I could wear like a paper shirt. So I was like, I'll just wear the paper shirt. So I put this paper shirt on and it's like, it's not even a shirt. It's like, it's like a vest. It's like a crop top vest. That's paper. It's like not even like covering my body. It's like, it was, don't I like, it was like, even though it was just my shirt on off, I felt like really uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was just, it was, it was weird. I like, I kind of felt weird having my shirt off in front of these strangers. And so <laughs> I had to lie down on like the, um, the, the, like the little bed that's in the rooms. And then, um, the woman who was there started like putting stickers on my, um, on my ankles and my wrists and like all over my chest and then she like hooked up she got like these like little clips that that were that were um connected to wires connected to like this little box machine and she started like sticking them on all the stickers and like the only thing i could think about was like if these shock me i will die because like it's like all connected to like my heart and my my wrists and my ankles and like they could very easily just like just do away with me at that very moment, and I was a little frightened, but, like, I know, it was fine, I guess, she was, she was like, um, (coughs) she was like, okay, um, uh, like, breathe in, and I breathe in, and then I had to hold my breath, and then I could let go, and, uh, um, it beeped every time I had a heartbeat, and it sounded like, it sounded, like, irregular, and, like, I started, like, actually, like, getting really worried that my heart was just all sorts of just messed up, and so, uh, they, uh, they're like, okay, we're done, and then they start taking off the stickers, but she's like, uh, oh, you can take off the, uh, she took off all of my stickers except for the two on my ankle, she's like, oh, you, yeah, you can do those ones because of, there's, like, there's, like, hair, I'm like, Oh me, it's it's kind of it was kind of a weird reason, but I mean she she had already done all of the other ones. She's 
They're, like, she's got to, like, do stuff that's weirder than that on a day-to-day basis. Like, I don't know. It, it, it was weird. It, the whole experience was weird and uncomfortable. And as it, as it turned out, like, the, we got the results, like, the chart, um, where it's, like, the line that shows, like, your heartbeats, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And, like, there was, in between heartbeats, there was supposed to be just a straight line, but it was, at, there were actually, like, ridges on there, which is not normal, and I was kind of freaking out, but, um, the doctor was like, oh, no, because, like, uh, even if the stickers are in the wrong place a little bit, like it can do that because there's like interference. But and so they're they're gonna like send it to like a professional who can examine it. But I don't ah I don't know. It was just a very weird experience. <sighs> yeah. Uh. Well, I don't want to do that again. Anyway, what else has happened? <coughs> um. Oh yeah, um, I want to do something kind of fun, and uh, just so we can start off with all the important information, I would like to share with you all my ranking of the Pixar movies, which is bound, which I feel feel is definitive, but is bound to be very controversial. This would be a good reason to send in a voice memo if you disagree with any of my opinions. Because I am all ears to um, listening to what to any defense that you guys have for these movies. Um, also, of course, there's going to be spoilers for all of them, kind of. But, I mean, you've all seen the Pixar movies. Everybody has. So, um, I guess I'll just start. Um, and I'm sorry if my opinions are extremely controversial, but they are my opinions. Um, t- uh... In the summer of 2021, I rewatched all of these movies and made this ranking. It's changed a little bit over the years, but like I am pretty confident with this ranking. Um, okay, starting off with number 26, Cars 2. This movie sucks. It when the 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 first Cars movie actually like made sense. Like the Cars world makes sense. Cars 2 flips that completely upside down. Like, nothing in this Cars world makes sense anymore. There is a car pope. How is there... Was there a car Jesus? Like, the implications of this make no sense whatsoever. And it's like... Like, like you can see, like, telephone booths in the background, but they're, like, human-sized. There is no reason that there should be these things in the car universe. And Finn McMissile... And all of the spies, they're so dumb. Like, Mater is dumb. You don't focus on the joke character for an entire movie. This trilogy was supposed to be about McQueen's journey. But no, they had to focus on on Mater, who is not funny in this movie. I, di- I, don't, I didn't laugh at, like, a single one of his jokes. I just got mad. Like, the, Cars, the first Cars movie is actually good. And... Mater actually has good lines. In this one, he does not. He is just annoying. All of the spy cars are annoying. They are terrible at their job. The fact that Finn never picks up 
until the quote-unquote emotional moment that Mater is the spy makes him completely incompetent with what's going on. Mater tells him multiple times that he is not a spy, but for some reason, Finn does not listen to him, and he just plays it off as a joke until the quote-unquote emotional moment when um, Holly's like, Finn, he's not joking. And Finn's like, I know. What? What do you mean you know? You don't know. You do not know. And Finn gets caught like all the time like at the beginning of the movie <coughs> when um he's on like the oil rig and he's looking at um all the guys looking at like the death camera and he like he like shoots a rope across and like goes to the middle where they could just look up and, and just, just so he could get like a better shot or something like he had a perfectly good view hidden in the shadows but no he had to go like, suspend himself above them where they could easily see him just so he could get caught. It's so stupid. Why is this a car movie? And then, oh, and then, th 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 like, this is the worst thing. Um, I will never, like, get physically angry at the scene when, um, when Mater is running away from McQueen and he's like, get away, get away, I am the bomb. And then McQueen freaking says, yes, Mater, you are the bomb. That's what I've been trying to say. You've always been the bomb and you'll always be the bomb. And he speeds up towards Mater. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. It makes me physically angry. It makes me want to throw something. Like this movie is so dumb. And the fact that Cars 3 like completely retcons the entire thing, like, Pixar knows how big of a slip-up this was. <sighs> Cars 2 is very bad. Um, hopefully the next one won't be too controversial. <coughs> Alright. Number 25. Turning Red. Now, um, I have only seen this movie once. I kind of want to rewatch it because I feel like 25 is a little bit too low, but I don't know. We'll see. The animation is superb. Like the scene when the dad is like cooking the vegetables, like I was like, that was the my, my favorite part of the movie because it's like the animation. It looks so real. Like it's, it just looks so good. Like that was an amazing scene. <laughs> But I think a part of this is that this movie is very targeted toward girls, and I am not a girl. So uh, I felt very, uh, really uncomfortable for a large portion of this movie. And I just, I cringed a lot of the jokes, and I just didn't find it very compelling. I thought, like, th this movie can't really decide what it is. Like, on one hand, like, the... Uh, like, the panda could be a symbol for, like, um, <coughs> could be a symbol for, like, puberty and growing up, which is, like, okay. But then, like, they involve all of this, like, ritual, like, panda, they, they, they try to give an explanation for it, which is, like, weird, and I don't really like that. And the whole scene at the end with, like, the mom... Like, turning into a giant panda and wrecking everything feels very generic and done before and not very interesting. And I I just don't really like it. And then at the end, when um, when she says, my panda, my choice, I actually, like, cringed into, like, I, like, literally died of cringe. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't really enjoy this movie, but I also want to see it again because I've only seen it once. Up next, The Good Dinosaur. This movie is famous for its troubled production, and and it shows because on one hand, it like there are scenes that's like oh a fun little kids movie, and then there are one scenes which are like oh my gosh, this pterodactyl is literally being eaten alive, and like like you can't really um like there it it just changes back and forth, and like oh yes it looks very pretty. But, like, it's also really slow, and Arlo is basically a person in dinosaur form, and, (coughs) like, the characters aren't really memorable. Like, every single time, I completely forget that there were T-Rexes even in the movie, and, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of dull, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really like it. (coughs) Up next... Brave. Now, I know a lot of people get mad at me because they think that Brave is one of the best, which uh, it is not. Um, one one um, aspect about it that, um, that I, I have seen brought up that I completely agree with is the fact that um, Merida turns her, mo- her mom into a bear, but um, like she never gets repercussions for that. She's like, no, it's not my fault. And that never gets resolved. Like, she, she, like, she just, she never gets any repercussions from it. Like, she never apologizes for it. She just always says, no, it's not my fault. And, like, that's dumb. (coughs) And, um, I don't know. This is also just a very eh movie. Pixar movie. It has a lot of, like, just a lot of juvenile humor which isn't that funny. And the fact, okay, the one scene that does um, infuriate me is when um, Merida is, like, uh, talking among all of, like, the clans or whatever that are fighting, and then her mom, Bear, is, like, in the background and, like, trying to, like, um, like, trying to help her talk. But the mom is literally moving, and it's clear that Merida is talking to somebody, but nobody, like, gets it. <coughs> it makes me so mad that, like, it it was so obvious, and nobody saw it. Nobody saw the gigantic bear that was moving that Merida was clearly looking at. And, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just very eh, again. It's just very, not very exciting. Next up, another non-very exciting movie, Lightyear. Uh, I had very high expectations for this movie. When I saw the teaser trailer and it had Starman playing over it, like, I was so hyped. Like, and the animation was beautiful, and it looked so grounded. It looked like a, a mass, like a, like a space, like, masterpiece, and I was so pumped. But then the end result was extremely mid like, Buzz is really boring, and he doesn't really have a character, really. He doesn't have a character arc, except for the fact that he doesn't like rookies. And then at, by the end of the movie, he does like rookies, which is, like, nothing. <coughs> also, all those rookie people are kind of annoying, and I don't really like them. And also, 
Um, I don't know. Socks carried the movie. He's easily the best part. Um, the animation is good, of course, but at that at this point with Pixar, you can't really focus on the animation because, of course, it's always gonna get better. Um, I really hate that they completely retconned um, Zerg. How he's just he's literally just um, Luke. He's literally just Buzz from the future, which is really dumb. Like like that's that's just not interesting at all. In Toy Story 2, it was clearly defined that um, Zerg was Buzz's father, which, okay, it was a parody on Star Wars, but it still is canon in the Toy Story universe, aka the Pixar theory, aka it's all connected, aka uh, I'm not going to talk about this anymore because uh, people are going to get really mad at me, aka Nick. I'm sorry, Nick, but it must be talked about. I will talk about the Pixar theory on another video, on another episode. I should add that to my notes, actually. Um, actually, no, I'll talk about it now. <coughs> Quick pause. Um, the Pixar theory is basically the idea that all of the Pixar movies are connected into one universe, and but they're all on different timelines. And it deals a lot with like the sentience of animals, and Wally plays a big part of it, and A Bug's Life takes place after Wally, and Monsters Inc. takes place like hundreds of years, thousands of years in the future, and it's really interesting, and I love it, and I think that there's strong evidence towards it, but um, uh, there are certain people that get mad when I talk about it, so I won't talk about it anymore. Maybe we'll talk about it later. Anyway, Lightyear. Um, I don't really like it. Moving on. Socks is the best part of the movie. 21 is Onward. Um, I, I like the story. <coughs> I like I like Ian. I can relate to him a lot as like um, as just a teenager who has a lot of uh, struggles, and I really like um, the idea of him getting one day with uh, having to uh, just go and have one day with uh, his dad. And I really like the concept of it, like the um, how magic died away and everyone liked electric like electricity and modern technology like I really like that that like that's really interesting but um the rest of their journey is very forgettable and like I like I keep having to remind myself what happened and I don't know Barley is a pretty good character I guess I don't know uh Ian at the end Ian totally could have gotten out of the rubble to go to his dad, and uh, I don't know the whole con the whole concept uh, of like the dad just being the legs is still weird to me. Like I thought that it was gonna grow on me, but like it's still uh, I don't know. It still f- weirds me out. Like it's just humor that I just don't find very funny. But um, uh, I just think I don't know. I can see this turning into like a, a Pixar classic in a few years or so, but I don't know. It just, I, I don't really vibe with it. And moving on. <coughs> Guys, I need help. Um, Number 20, we have Incredibles 2, a completely unneeded sequel to an amazing movie. Um, There are a lot of parts in this that I really like. Uh... But like, like the whole Jack Jack raccoon scene. Like, come on, come on, that's classic. Um, I really, 
I really, really, really like the comic booky like animation. Like especially like that one scene when like the electric guy, I don't remember what his name is. Um like he's shocking the um like the force field uh, and like the lightning is two dimensional. Like that was really cool. And the whole like all the screenslaver stuff, like I really enjoyed that. Like the the whole like the whole scene when she's in the apartment just looking around and like um like the little like hit uh hypnosis machine turns on and like it's like the little bing like I still jump I've seen this movie like eight times and I still jump at that scene it's it's just the momentum is so good um I don't really like Evelyn she she was a pretty predictable villain like even as a child in 2018 I could already tell that like oh she's up to no good like from the first scene because she just kind of walks in on everybody um I don't know I don't really like the direction it took I don't like how um Bob is mad about um his wife going to do hero work and him not and he's just like really resentful of that but and again he never gets repercussions like he never like apologizes and admits that she like did a good job or anything like (coughs) that was kind of messed up to me um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a very, very unnecessary sequel that doesn't do too many interesting things for the Incredibles universe. Um, but I did like Dash, though. He was funny. Anyway, uh, we're moving on. Number 19, Monsters University. Arguably, like, the most, I mean, it's, it's incredibly underrated. Uh, but it's also not very good at the same time, which, like, it's a weird thing. Shea Frillis, who's a YouTuber I watch, he, he said that once, and, like, I could not agree more. <coughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't really have any feelings toward the people in Uzma Kappa, uh, except for, um, What's his name? I don't even remember his name. But the uh, the guy with the two heads, I think that's the two Terrys. I think those are names. Uh, I like them. They're cool. And I also like the grandpa. He is also very cool. But uh, I like I like how it's a prequel, and I like how we can see um, Mike and Sully um, uh, kind of like ha- at first they're enemies, but then over time they grow. And I, I really like that. And the third act is just amazing. But I mean, it begs. The, the here's what I but well, here's what bugs me about the the um, third act of this movie. So they can't, um, so they can't get. They're they're stuck in the human world because they closed the door in, um, the monster world, right? <coughs> so then, but then they um, Mike said that if they use enough scream, in the human world, then they can get in through the monster world, right? Well, then when they got banished in Monsters Inc. Why didn't they just, like, scream a lot, you know? (laughs) And it just, I mean, couldn't they have taken the door? um, (coughs) Couldn't they have taken uh, the door from just the tundras and then, then, like, try to take it and find um, people that can just scream at the top of their lungs and then they could have gotten in? I don't know. It's just a nitpick. 
I don't know if it really worked like that, but it's just always something that kind of bugged me. But anyway, um, I like how it's a college movie. Like the first 15 minutes of Monsters, Inc., of Monsters University were incredibly relatable to me. Like him, like getting organized with all of his, um, <clears throat> like getting situated with all of his college stuff. Like I could definitely see myself doing the exact same thing. So I really like that. It really related to me, but I mean, the the whole concept that it's at a that it's at a college uh, kind of goes away in the scare when the scare games are going on, which I do like. Um, <coughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, Monsters University just doesn't do anything particularly groundbreaking, and uh, I mean, Hard Scrabble is a good villain. I like her a lot. Um, I like how it ties in, like, directly to Monsters, Inc. I love the symbolism of Mike and the, um, as he steps over, like, lines, how it represents, like, a moment in his life. Like, I like that. But, yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot, like, huge for anything. And it's still pretty good. Like, I would, I would, I would watch it again. By the way, there is no way that that slug kid who was running to um, school on the first day was, like, he eventually got there in the summer. There is no way. Like, are you kidding me? Like, nobody stopped him, and he just, and he didn't tell that he was literally running for, like, nine months straight. I know it's a joke, but it kind of irks me. Pardon my language. Um, number 18, Cars 3, a worthwhile finale to the Cars duology not a trilogy. Um, I, people seem to have a lot of problem with the fact that, um, McQueen is, uh, becoming, like, old. Like, they're like, <coughs> they're like, oh, I can't tell. Like, what do you mean cars get, how do cars even get old? Well, it's, be, it's, he's literally, like, he's outdated. Like, he is a new, he is an old model of car, and he has been racing for a long time. And cars wear out over time. My car is wearing out as we speak. Like, the brakes barely even work. So, I can 100% buy that Lightning is getting old, like Doc did. And, um, and what else do I like? I really like how it goes back to the, um, to, like, the, how the feel of the original cars. I li like, I love that. Because, like... The whole spies in Cars 2, it just breaks the, like, the tone of the series. But Cars 3 goes back to that. And it's, like, it's, like, old. Everything is rustic. It's, like, um, old racing. And just, like, the heart of that, like, that, like, whole culture. And I, I just adore it. Like, you can tell that Cars 3 was made with a lot of heart and passion, and the people who made it really cared about finishing the, um, the series, the, the movies on a good note, and I really hope they don't make more, because I just, I love the parallel of Lightning turning into the figure that Doc turned into for him, and now he's like that to Cruz. Like, I really, really like that. Also, this one doesn't break all, um, cars, like, meaning in the world like Cars 2 did, so that's a plus. Um, yeah, 
it's it's kind of forgettable, but every time I watch it, I have a really good time. And if you have not seen Cars 3, um, I suggest you do. It's really good. Next up is Luca, a slice-of-life movie about a sea monster boy who can turn into a human when he's on land and tries to live a normal life in a place. <coughs> and, yeah, it's very wholesome, but the part that doesn't really work for me is um, is that, like, when he just completely backstabs Alberto by calling him a sea monster like he doesn't know him uh, in, like, that climax, I real I, I don't know. Like, they just... It just kind of comes out of nowhere for me. I don't feel like they had, like, that conflict built up enough for that to impact. And, like, Luca barely knows anybody. Like, he's so naive. And the fact that he would just go against, like, one of his only friends like that, I, I just... I don't buy it. But I like how simplistic it is. Like, it doesn't try to say a whole lot like other Pixar movies. It's just very cute. It's very... It's just very slice of lifey, and I really like the ending, and it's very wholesome, and the animation is good, and it's great. I really like it. <coughs> Except that one part kind of bugs me. Number 16, Finding Dory. Um, what do I have to say about Finding Dory? I think that it is a good sequel to Finding Nemo. I'm glad that they turned Dory into like an actual character. And the first movie, she was she was a character, but she was mainly a foil to bring out um, Marvin Marlin's characters characteristics. But in this one, like I love like the tragic backstory, like still breaks my heart every time. Um, like I really want her to su succeed in finding her parents, even though I know they're probably dead. Um, I the whole scene when she finds out that that they're gone is like it's like. Like, it's so sad, and it's just, it's very well done. And then the scene when she finds her parents actually, like, shocked me when I first saw it in 2016 as a young lad. Like, it, like, it's so emotionally strong, and it's so good. And unlike a lot of Pixar sequels, like, the characters in this are actually memorable. Like, yeah, I, I'll get down with Destiny, yeah, I, yeah. I'm down with Bailey, like, I'm down with Hank, like, these are memorable characters that I think add a lot to the story, like, <coughs> I just love them, and, like, Gerald is a top-tier Pixar character, uh, and I know that some people have a problem with the fact that, like, all, for a lot of the movie, the characters are doing things that fish don't do, like, they're doing a lot of human-like things, but, like, that doesn't bug, that doesn't bug me at all, because, it's just really interesting to see how they navigate around, um, like, this facility that they normally couldn't navigate navigate around. I just like it. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, Finding Dory is very heartwarming. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's nowhere near as good as Finding Nemo, but it's still, it's still great with great moments. And the truck scene is absolutely ridiculous but I still kind of love it, and it's a perfect summer movie. Moving on, number 15, Burger King Font Lattice. I'm kidding, but speaking of lettuce, it's A Bug's Life. This is a very, um, I don't know, 
even though, um, I mean, even though it's very well known, it's also like when when people talk about like the top tier Pixar movies, no one really talks about A Bug's Life because it's a very simple movie, kind of. <coughs> but I still really, really enjoy it. Like every time I watch it, like I don't know, it's really fun. Like I want Flick to succeed. I really like all the circus bugs. They're all very fun. Um, I really like their plan with the bird. Uh, Hopper is an extremely intimidating villain and very underrated. And I, I don't know. It's just really fun. At there, I don't really know what else to say about A Bug's Life. It's just, it's great. I really like the whole, like, ant world and how it works. And, yeah, it's, I really like it. And uh, number 14, we got Cars, the original, the OG. I might go to say that I that I might stand by that when I was a kid I was the number one fan of this movie like from when it from when I was like <clears throat> I was born in 2005 so the, and it came in 06 so for like uh since I was like one to like three I was obsessed with cars I am not joking when I when I say that I probably watched it twice every single day I always had I had like a huge collection of the cars toys. Um I like I held two in my hand at all times. I had like a little cars bag where I hid all my favorite cars and I hid it places. I had like this cars racetrack where like there were like little like spinning rubber things so um like the the cars would go in a figure eight on their own and I'd play with that all the time. Um <clears throat> I had this other plastic racetrack which could house all of my cars and so I like I try to get the whole collection because, like, there was a sticker for each character. And so I would try to fill up the whole thing. And that was really fun. And uh, uh, I had, I had like, a portable, like, speaker that you could download songs on. I downloaded the entire car soundtrack, or my dad did for me. And I would listen to that all day. And I would reenact the scenes with, like, my Lego cars and my cars figures. I would reenact the scenes and quote them verb verbatim. I could probably do it today. Like, absolute number one fan of this movie. Um, like, and uh, revisiting it, it's still it still holds up. Like, there are a lot of people out there who say that this is not one of Pixar's best, and I completely disagree. It is very fun, and like, um, Lightning's Journey is so heartwarming. And I, I just love it. And I... <coughs> Mater has some great lines. Like when he's like, Hey man, I know this might be a bad time right now, but uh, you owe me $32,000 in legal fees. Like, I didn't get that joke until like my most recent viewing. And I like, I died. It was so funny. I love all of the people of Radiator Springs. I love Radiator Springs. And... <coughs> People always ask, like, why are they cars? There's no point if they're cars. Well, I, to me, it, it never felt like the point was that they were cars. The um, the fact that they were cars always kind of just felt like an aid to make it a more interesting story. But I felt like the, um, the focus was more on, like, the old, rustic, uh, like, small, quiet town feel of Route 66 which I think it just excels at exploring. Like, it has, like, old models of cars and, like, that whole, um, 
like that that whole culture, like kind of kind of what I was saying with Cars Three. It's like put on full display here, and I find it really really intriguing. <coughs> and I just love it, like the fact that they're that um, racing is like their number one. It's like their Super Bowl. Like that makes complete sense sense because cars can't do anything else. No cars too. Cars cannot do Wipeout. No, they cannot. Cars cannot do kung fu. That's stupid. But cars do race because that is what a car does. It makes complete sense. Um, I pretty much love everything about this movie. Uh, a lot of it is nostalgia. I'm sure there are flaws here and there, but like, <coughs> like at the end of the day, like it's cars. Like, come on, it is like it's so good. Go watch it. Go watch Cars. Okay. Number... This might sound weird saying that I just... um, That I just said that Cars was, like, amazing. But number 13 is Toy Story 4. And I will stand by that. People hate on Toy Story 4 because of 3's ending. But Woody's arc... You gotta get this. Woody's arc was finished. That was his arc. Woody's arc was not finished. His entire journey in Toy Story 4 is learning that he has sometimes he has to let go of caring for a child and focus more on who he is as a person if you can call him that and I just I love it I dig it so much like his arc throughout this movie is so good <coughs> no he's not a simp because he went for Bo Peep at at the end of the movie he was making a choice on who he wanted to be because he had spent his, his entire life, he had dedicated his entire life toward making Andy happy. And he was going to do that for Bonnie too. But Bonnie doesn't feel the same way for him that um, Andy did. So he has to realize that. And he has to realize um, that uh, that he has to move on and focus more on himself. Which I, ju I just love. There There is a lot of just n not good stuff in this movie like um like the whole scene when all the toys were like messing around um <coughs> uh with like the RV and it was going crazy like I don't believe that I do not believe for a second that um Bonnie's parents wouldn't have like caught a toy or anything it's uh, I don't know just toys not getting caught in this movie is a problem but like the animation is cool um, I really enjoy Forky. He, Forky, he's pro, he's like he is a top Pixar character, and I kind of wish we saw more of him in the movie. Um, I like the antique store. Uh, I like a lot of the new characters, except a few of them are kind of pointless. And um, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, I don't really consider this a Toy Story movie, as weird as that sounds. I consider it like a Woody focused movie because for all of the other movies, like the other toys were extremely were very focused on, but in this one they're they're they really aren't that much. <coughs> Which is just like I don't know. It kind of um it 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 it's just uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a more Woody-centered story. And for what it is, I really like it. All right, number 12, Inside Out. This is often considered 
um, one of Pixar's best. It was like it just came out of nowhere in 2015, and uh, it felt like classic, um, classic Pixar, which I agree with. It has a lot of classic um, Pixar, uh, like it has a lot of classic Pixar feel. Like I get that vibe from it, but there are a lot of weird plot holes in this movie that once you see them, you can't unsee them, which kind of bugged me. Like, um, like why couldn't joy and sadness just recall all of the memories to headquarters so that they could be used? Um, it's like, why didn't this happen? Why didn't this? And I mean, I can, I can look past those cause it's still a very good story with a lot of emotion and, um, and just a lot of, uh, deep questions and it's extremely creative, but I don't know. There, there, there are still a few things that just hold me back from it, but like overall it is a really, really, really good movie. All right. Um, number 11 is Toy Story 3. <coughs> What was often the finale? Uh, I, I really, I really like Toy Story three. Like the whole prison break um, sequence was ex- very elaborate and creative. Uh, Lotso is a fantastic villain. Like his whole backstory is just tragic. That the fact that he was replaced. Like I just I love, I love Toy Story because it actually like takes like situations that would happen with a toy and seeing what would happen. And it's it's just really good when it comes to that. <coughs> um uh I like I really like the whole like Andy's going to college thing and how Woody has to like grasp with that and how he's going to um and how uh how he has to like deal with that. Um I don't really like how all of the toys immediately like, go against Woody at the beginning. Like, he told them that they were going in the attic, but they refused to believe him, and they just think that Andy's just dishing him. But, like, for the amount of time that you've been with Andy and the amount of time that you've been with Woody, like, it just seems like they would have um, trusted him more and they would have trusted Andy more for doing the right thing. But, I mean, I can kind of get it, but I I don't know. <clears throat> It kind of works, but not really for me. Uh, anything else about this? I mean, the ending, like, come on. It's top tier. But I feel like kind of with Up, how people often focus on the first five minutes of Up and c- consider Up a masterpiece simply because of that, people consider Toy Story 3 a masterpiece just because of its ending. And I think that the movie does have a few things that could be worked with, but like overall, it's still really good and it would have been a really good ending but i still think toy story 4 is good all right i'm just noticing um how much how long i've been recording for so i think i'll leave the top 10 for the next episode um just to um just to make this episode shorter and more easier for you to learn uh by the way you don't people are always saying like how long these episodes are like an hour i'm like you don't have to just sit down and listen to it you can like play it in the background when you're like doing homework or um like mowing the lawn or something. Uh yeah. So 
um, that's that's the Pixar ranking so far. Stay tuned next week to hear the rest, because I'm going to be talking about those movies a lot. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'm going to round it off by briefly recapping uh, the two Puss in Boots. <clears throat> the first one was alright. It's a tad forgettable. Um, I don't really know how I feel about Humpty. I mean, he's an alright villain, but, I mean, his redemption feels a little cheap, and I don't get where he got his nursery rhyme, because he never had a great fall, and the, and there were never any king's horses or king's men. Like, explain. I don't understand, but, I mean, anyway, uh, I was surprised how simple the story was, like, literally, it's just, it's literally just like a fairy tale. Just something happens and then another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And I kind of wish there was a little more nuance like the second movie had. But, I mean, for what it is, I think it's alright. Um, I don't know. Puss didn't feel like a, like a solidified character. Like, I wish there was more time focused on him, even though there was still a lot. Um, there... The gag where uh, Kitty Softpaws, like, t steals uh, Puss's stuff, like, gets old really fast, and I kind of wish that they that they stopped, like, leveling up how unbelievable the gag gets, and I wish they just kind of did it, like, once or twice, but overall, it was good. Um, I don't think it's as good as Shrek Forever After, but it is 100% better than Shrek the Third, if that helps. Um, alright, so now let's talk about the masterpiece. I, I initially gave Puss in Boots the Last Wish an 8 out of 10, but I might bump it up to a 9. It is amazing. The animation is so vibrant, it looks like a watercolor. Um, it's, it's just so, it's just so fun and so energetic, and the fight scenes are so well done. And the villain, Wolf, like, like Death, is so intimidating, and it's so well done as a villain. Because the big the big bad wolf in um like in fairy tales, he always goes after like the arrogant ones, like the pigs who were so cocky in their uh like in uh like how strong their houses were and he just blew them down. Like that like that is what he does. And the and like the fact at the very end that um he didn't um kill Puss in Boots because uh of his growth over the movie like that was that was really good <coughs> like that was very well done and the fact that um i don't know if you guys knew this um but i just learned this um when puss is fighting like the big um giant at the beginning of the movie the bell rings eight times and on the eighth time it crushes him signifying his eighth death it's so good like like the numbers in here are insane like when um, Puss is drinking at the bar, he's um, there. Are, he has eight glasses that he's finished, and he's um, drinking his ninth one with without care, showing how he doesn't care for his lives. Uh, and then, like the chandelier has eight, and it's just it's so good, guys. All of the characters are amazing. Even the dog that seems like he should be annoying, but he really wasn't. <coughs> <coughs> I kind of got a little bit tired with Goldie and the three bears. Like, there was a lot of time focused on them. But, 
Like their character arcs over the movie are really good. And now we and oh, also the humor is like it's it's a funny movie. Like there were there were a lot of jokes that I laughed at. Um and like like Jack Horner, what a legend. He is the funniest character in the movie. Even though he gets a little less even though his jokes get a little less good as the um as the movie goes on. Like he is still comedic gold. Like I love how like um Jiminy Cricket is just horrified how he has absolutely no care for his henchmen. Like it's so good. <coughs> like it's just so funny. And and like when he when he pulls out like Excalibur the sword and it's still in the stone, like that like that is how you're supposed to that is how I wish their first person boots like treated its fairy tales. Like it's it, it's all so connected and it's it it just takes fairy tales and twists them into like a new fun way and it's it's so fun. Like it was so fun to watch and now I kind of want to watch it again. Could you, like just oh it's guys it's just amazing. Dreamworks might be having a comeback. Don't don't mark me on that, but it it might be. So if you have not seen it, go watch go watch Puss in Boots, guys. It's so good. And get we need to give DreamWorks money so that they'll make more projects like this. Um, yeah, I might give it a nine out of ten. It's just it's amazing. Ah, <coughs> uh, uh, I think that's all for this episode. Uh, it's already running, uh, really, um, really late, and it's like 10 p.m. right now, so that means that the episode that I'm still recording is gonna debut in less than two hours, which is kind of insane. Um, thank you for listening, uh, be sure to turn in, uh, next time for the Pixar Top 10, as well as other things. Um, one more thing I'll add is that, like, I've caught myself, um like reciting like thinking about what I'll talk about in the podcast in my head and I'll catch myself like like talking to myself in my head like for like a straight like five minutes and like thinking about what I'll say but then when I press record uh for to record the podcast like I say stuff that's just completely different and it just comes so much more natural which um I it's it's like be real it's like uh, sometimes in the day I think about what my caption for Be Real will be. Because like, I always like to have like a fun comment or like statement. And I think about it all day. But then when the Be Real actually comes, I'm like, you know what? No, I'll just, I'll just do something else because I just thought of this in the moment, which Be Real is supposed to be. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of funny how I prepare for something in my head for so long. But then when it's executed... Um, it's just completely different. Um, yeah, we're at an hour and a half. Uh, I think that's pretty much good. And it's getting really cold in the garage. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, re- remember to rate me. Prob- I would prefer five stars. Um, answer the Q&A. Uh, send in a voice memo. Give me feedback. Everything is appreciated. Uh, if there's something you disagreed on, let me know. I, I would love to hear your guys' opinions on these things. Look out for guests in the upcoming 
episodes. And I think that that's all. Um, and I'm going to keep giving you guys updates on what I've watched and what I think about The Simpsons. All right. Again, I cannot emphasize enough. Thank you guys for listening. It like it means so much that you guys will listen to me talk for an hour. Like that's pretty epic. All right. Peace out everybody. Have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good year. And I will see you guys in the next episode. See ya.